the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house. In Hosea 4.6, the Bible says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And in Proverbs 29.18, the word says that they perish for a lack of vision. But say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Because Jesus is my vision. Jesus is our knowledge. The word of God, this word here, we stand on his word. This is our vision. This is our knowledge. This is our understanding. This is our bread. This is our water. This is life. He is life to us. Amen? And so we stand on his word. We believe every word here. So not on our watch. The enemy is not going to take away knowledge, our understanding, vision, purpose because the bible says uh, that the glory of the latter house uh, shall be greater than the former and how many of you have experienced a lot of thievery now i understand that sometimes it's things that we have done that we repent for we should always live in a lifestyle of repentance day by day and moment by moment we should always be saying lord search my heart my heart not somebody else's heart my heart Give me clean hands and a pure heart that I would serve you. This is something that we should be doing all the time. Allowing God to cleanse. Allowing God to purify. Right? And then as you do that, what happens is that the vision that God has for your life becomes more clear. It becomes more clear. And then you can truthfully say, not on my watch, devil, because I've got the vision of the Lord. I've got the plan of the Lord. I got the understanding of the Lord because he's the one that causes my mindset to be filled with his understanding, his wisdom, his knowledge. Amen. It's the entrance of his word that gives us light and it gives understanding to the simple. We don't just worship in song. We worship with our lives. We worship with obedience. We worship him with everything that we say. This is how we should be living. We, we, we should be living like this everything we say should be giving glory to God nothing matters as much as pleasing him no matter what you could be on the mission field you could be in this mission field this mission field which is hard this mission field is pretty hard because people have everything and people don't always realize they may have material things, but they have nothing if they don't have Jesus. They have nothing without Christ. But not everybody is open to that understanding. So this mission field is actually pretty difficult. I, I've been to Africa. I've been to South America. I, and I've been to Africa. Yeah, people are hungry. You, you see people get healed like that. There's hunger. There's, there's a desperation. They know they need Jesus. They know they need what you have. That's why I would say, allow God to create hunger in you. Allow that hunger. Well, hunger, when you have vision for Christ, when your eyes are set on him, he's going to create a hunger within us, right? So we're going to have vision, and that vision is going to be hunger, hungering for him. I want you to turn to Psalm 5, Psalm 5. Verse 3, Psalm 5, verse 3, and it says this. I'm going to read it to you from the New King James. It says, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you. 
Oh, isn't that beautiful? I will direct my voice to you, O oh God, my Lord, in the morning. In other words, let it be the first thing that you do. It doesn't mean just the morning, but it means let it be the first thing you do. When you wake up, let your voice, let your, let your voice speak forth to him. Let his ear be attentive. His word says he is attentive, but let his ear turn to you because you're speaking to him first thing in the morning. My voice, it says, you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up, waiting for his answer, expecting his answer. Amen? In Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know this passage. It's, so, it's one of our favorites, right? I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to do what? To prosper you in every way. God wants to prosper you so that you can go and fulfill the call of God on your life so that you can say that the glory of the latter house in my life is far, far better than the former. Like the former years, you know, they have nothing. They, they have nothing on what God is still doing in my life, in your life. Amen. And so for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and it says, and not to harm you. It plans to give you a hope and a future. Desperation produces passion. Do you know that you can move past your desperate, your desperate season? Like you may not be in it anymore. It's something from the past. But you don't have to lose your passion that you received when you were in that desperate season. You don't have to. I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. How do you not let go of the, you hang on to the vision that God has given you because in the vision, God says, I am the provision. I will provide for you. I am going to make your latter years far, far greater, but you've got to have faith to receive this spirit, this word right now in your spirit, man. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, 5 and 6 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the very presence of your enemies, you have a table prepared for you. God. Wherever there is an enemy assignment, you've got to know that you know that the Lord says, I have anointed your head. I've anointed you with oil and that my cup overflows. He says, I am overflowing out of you. If you would let me touch you, if you would let me speak to you, if you would let me minister to you, even in the midnight hours, if you would reject the discouragement and keep your eyes upon me, I have far greater for you because as I have decreed in my word, the glory of the latter house in your life is going to be far greater than the former, but you got to have a yes and amen right now. You have a yes and amen in your spirit and say, I'm receiving this. I am, re I'm, this is mine. Because the truth of it is, is the Lord, we know his word doesn't change. And his word says in Isaiah 44, 3, that he's pouring out his water on those that are thirsty. We are thirsty in this house. We are hungry in this house. Isaiah 44, 3, the Lord is pouring out his water on those who are thirsty and he's pouring out his spirit on your descendants and his blessing on your offspring. We get to take this by faith sometimes. Take it by faith. Some people have more faith in fear than they do in the faith of God. Some people have more faith in what they see the enemy doing than what God promises. We'll say no more. Not on my watch. Today's a new day. Today I'm going to walk up, rise up in the faith of God. I'm going to walk in the God kind of faith. 
We've been talking about faith now for a while, haven't we? Faith grows. Faith grows as we allow God to move in our hearts and as we allow him to actually let the word become revelation to us and then as we walk in the word when the enemy comes and tells you something contrary you say I've got the word I have got the final authority on this situation and I am not turning back I am not going to go in the way you want me to go devil because I've got the word of God this is your Mission field. Your family is your mission field. Your city, this city, your city is your mission field. Your work is your mission field. Amen? Wherever you are at is your mission field. Everywhere you walk. God says, I am releasing vision through you. You're going to have eyes to see what I am doing. And he says, I am pouring out my spirit upon you so that you're going to touch those that you come in contact with. But you've got to be filled with the hope of God to release that hope. And so right now you're getting filled with that hope of God again and again and again. Because I'm telling you, as I was praying for the word, to bring forth the word, the word of God. What do your people need to hear? God knows who is coming, who he's drawing tonight. What do your people need to hear? And when I heard that the glory, the glory of the latter house encouraged them, that the glory of the latter house is going to be far greater. So we reject, yeah, because I just sense the spirit of the Lord right on you. He's on you right now. Just receive it. It's okay. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to come. I just want you to receive it right now. The glory. I speak over you right now. That the glory of God. His presence upon your life. And upon everything that he has entrusted to you. That the glory of God is going gonna, is gonna to fall upon you. And that there's going to be a grace to do what God has called you to do. And it's going to come so much easier than the past. I speak right now answers to the prayers that you've been praying for quite some time. There has been a long, long, long history of unanswered prayers. But we speak right now answering the prayers are coming forth from heaven as there was an open heaven and still is in this place right now. I speak the answer of God coming to you. Oh, Jesus, just like Daniel. Again, I'm hearing that. Just like Daniel. There was something stopping, which is the enemy's assignment. But the enemy doesn't bother you if you're not moving forward in the faith of God. He doesn't bother somebody that isn't going to be a kingdom-minded person. You don't cause them any trouble. But when we are kingdom-minded, and I believe that about you, and I just decree right now a new season, I command that old season to go. go. Pages turning right now. Chapters turning right now. New season in your life in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Sometimes you just have to call something out in somebody when you see it. You just call something out. When you call something out, what happens is faith rises. Let God arise. Enemies be scattered. Let faith arise. Let unbelief, doubt, any, any, any enemy assignment be scattered, right? So sometimes when you call something out, it changes everything for somebody. Faith says, that's mine, I'm receiving it. I hope many of you just did that. Amen? So, so the truth of it is, is Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You shall be satisfied. You know what kind of satisfaction that God wants to give? I mean, yes, he's, he wants to bless you, all these things. But knowing him, being in fellowship with him, hearing his voice, knowing that you 
are his knowing that you you've you've been made in his image you've been made in his in his image right in his likeness and god says you shall be satisfied you shall be filled oh father we thank you blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled the truth of it is as i've been saying that the glory of god right now is going to be falling in your life and that there is a new season coming forth in jesus name now i want to turn to hebrews chapter 3 15 this is what will stop this promise from happening say okay that's probably a good thing to know it's probably a good thing to know because we're not going to, we don't want to walk in whatever that is. We don't want to stop that promise. Hebrews 3.15 says today, now I'm reading it in the Amplified Version. Today, while there is still opportunity, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. How many of you heard the voice of God already tonight? I don't mean audibly. How many of you have heard the voice of God? Now, you sensed his presence. Maybe he did tell you something in your spirit. Maybe something came to mind. You, you sensed his peace. That's him. That's him. So it says today. Say today. While there is still opportunity, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as they provoked me in the rebellion in the desert. Talking about the Israelites, right? So we're not going to harden our hearts. We know they could not enter in because of unbelief. And that's the one thing that stops people from walking in the supernatural life. That's the one thing that stops people from walking under an open heaven all the time. Let me tell you, like we worshiped and the heavens opened up, right? But this is who we should be all the time. This is how we should walk all the time as an open heaven, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit everywhere you go because you are in tune with him, right? You're connected to Jesus as he is, so are you in this world, right? But what stops this from happening is the hardening of hearts and his unbelief. And this is the same thing. Now, we know that God had Caleb. We know that God had, we, you know, uh, Joshua. We know that God had those two that said, I am not going to be a part of the unbelief. But come on, two? Out of how many? But say, but I'm going to be that man or that woman that rejects unbelief and keeps my vision on Christ. I'm going to keep my vision on Christ. Jesus, you are my vision. Jesus, you are everything to me. And if your word says uh, that things in my life are actually getting better for the glory of God, in other words, in other words, no matter what happens, let me make sure I explain this point right now. Okay, when I say things getting better, I mean your walk with God is going to be untouchable. I'm not talking even necessarily about circumstances we know God promises yes he's going to take care of all of your needs but what if uh, what if your trial was a little longer than you thought what if it was come on you might as well expect it but here's the one thing God promises you I'm never going to leave you I'm never going to forsake you in and through it all I am with you I am with you and so your walk will deepen your walk with him will strengthen so so much that no matter what happens no matter how long the trial is no matter how difficult it might be you are your eyes are fixed upon Jesus the author and the perfecter of your faith therefore therefore all you are experiencing 
because your eyes are on him, is his glorious outpouring. It's like you're in this bubble with him, and although you see and you experience, you know what's going on, you're only, you only are walking in that when you take your eyes off Jesus. Because when you keep your eyes on him, it's like you're in a whole nother world. What kind of world? What kind of realm? The realm of his glory, where he is pouring out, where there is an increase regardless and in spite of circumstances. Have I made myself clear on that? Yeah. Oh, it's powerful. It is powerful. And it's what the enemy doesn't want you to understand. It's, it's what he doesn't want you to understand because he wants you to focus on, yeah, but when is that healing going to come? When is that breakthrough? When is that, you know, it's time to shift though. It's time to shift thinking. But that doesn't mean you give up your faith. It doesn't mean you walk in unbelief. Stand in expectation, but have an expectation for him and intimacy with him first and foremost. Trust me, God will never, ever fail you. So we decree over ourselves, and we should. We should be decreeing over ourselves that, that the latter house, our years that God has given us, are going to be greater than the former. Moses's end was better than his beginning. Church, Moses's end was much better than his beginning. Think about that. Think about, he was just born. That's all he did. He really didn't do anything. He just, he was born. And then what happened? Immediately he was taken away, right? We know the story. His mom gave him away. But I'm saying, Think about that. So Moses was adopted by somebody in a whole different culture. Adopted by someone that wasn't even of the same lineage of his birthright. Moses could have been like, wow, like how did I end up over here? Right? Moses, his end, though he went through many things, was far, 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 far greater than the beginning was. Forty years being the prince of Egypt, 40 years training in the desert, 40 years, uh, a shepherd in training. That was not, e that was not easy. 40 years as a prophet of God, spoke with God, saw his afterglow and took people right up to the promised land. Moses was a person, a Bible person we can look back to and say the end of was greater than even the beginning, right? How about Joseph? We could go through, we could go through Bible person, character after Bible character. We're going to list a few here. Mo, a, a Joseph, his end was better than his beginning. He was betrayed and sold by his own family. Some of you have, you know, uh, rejection issues. Well, Joseph was also betrayed and sold his own family, his own blood. And then he became a slave. You might think, well, gee, wasn't that enough? Wasn't that rejection enough? But then he became, he became a slave and a prisoner. Think, li listen to this. Simply because he shared his dream. Simply because he shared his dream, created jealousy, and then he was sold. That's it. And it's like, wait, what happened? Well, I shared my dream. I thought you would have understood. I thought, is there anybody that would rejoice with me? How many of you know when you have something that you want, you, you're happy, you're so grateful. Don't you want someone to rejoice with you about that very thing? And do you know that sometimes it is hard to find even one person to rejoice with, that will rejoice with you? That's not a good thing. Say, that's not a good thing. But will you be 
that person that will rejoice with someone else when something good happens for them and it doesn't yet for you? Because his brothers could have been rejoicing, but instead it created jealousy, right? And then when, because it created jealousy, we, you know, we know what happened, you know, and, and, you know, sold into slavery. But God, who, he knows how to bring you to the position and to the place of promotion. And he knows what he's doing in our hearts to see if you're ready. And so at the right time, you know, he becomes the prince of Egypt, second in command to Pharaoh. This, all he did was share a dream, guys. And then he gets, he gets, he gets sold, he gets betrayed, he gets sold, and he gets thrown in prison. Things just got worse. He gets forgotten for two more years in prison. I mean, what a testimony. But yet, God is looking to us and he's saying, but he delivered the people from famine. Right? Joseph delivered people from famine because God positioned him in a place of power, but not until he went through the pain. People are afraid of pain, but God will use your pain if you let him, and he will position you in a place of power. Just like you said, this is not even just for your baby girl, but it's for all those children that are being served in injustice. Oh, God doesn't waste our pain. He doesn't waste our pain. None of us and every single person has gone through pain. But there's joy in the morning. Come on. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And Jesus is our joy. Amen? Yeah. Joy comes in the morning, amen? Hallelujah. So we're just going to look at two more here quickly. And the woman at the well, you know, her end was better than her beginning. She went from having five husbands. She went from, you know, uh, being in a, in a relationship of habitual sin to being one of the first evangelists. Like one of the first evangelists in Samaria testifying that Jesus truly is the Messiah. God used this woman that had been through so many situations that were less than perfect. But you know what? If those less than perfect situations that you've been through, if those, if those areas of your life when you made choices that were not good, when you were in sin, when you walked away from God, but then you woke up, you opened up your eyes, God opened up your eyes and you said, I'm turning from that and I'm going to seek him. I'm going to pursue him. And God says, now I can use you. Now I can pull you out of that and into what I've called you to be. And I'm going to make sure that my my glory falls upon you and then it's my grace that's sufficient but you're going to be elevated to do the things of God totally different heart but totally focused on him totally different heart but totally focused on him what do you mean totally different heart totally different heart our heart is not me 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 anymore but you 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 Jesus Things have to be stripped before things can be added. Things must be removed before God can bring multiplication. But he does if we let him. And he's doing it right now. Say, this is the best day in my life because I've partnered with, with Christ. 
every single one of us. That's what we should be saying. Best day in my life. And last, Mary Magdalene. Her end was better than her beginning. How many would say yes? Amen. Come on, seven demons cast out of her. But the Lord chose her, did he not? To be the first evangelist to share the gospel to even the disciples, you know, after his resurrection. So Mary Magdalene, God looked and he saw. And like I said, there's many, many other Bible characters we could bring. But I thought, look at this, Moses. Someone would say, oh, well, but I was adopted. I never knew my parents. Moses, he would say, was adopted. Joseph, well, rejected by my own blood. No one saw the value in me. All these brothers, all these. But wow, I was the one that was left out. Well, you're in good company. You're in good company. You know, women. Guys, it's not just women that are caught in adultery or, you know, but because, because that is what <laughs> the story says, right? But God will use all of your pain and all of your past to bring forth something beautiful. And it is not too late. It is not too late. I'm going to end with this. Zechariah 4.20 says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise. Don't despise. Don't sit there and say, my gosh, but you don't know how old I am. You don't know how long I've, what I've gone through. And, you know, what could I even do now that would even be worthy of anything in the kingdom? Are you kidding me? Because one moment with God totally transforms you instantly. You know, in the kingdom, it's not like you have to go step by step by step. I mean, there's a place, there's a place for that. But but you know, God is also catapulting people. He's also catapulting people. Right? For some, you may feel rejected by man. But I'm going to tell you right now, you may feel rejected by man, but you were actually ejected by God. You were ejected by God. In other words, he caused you to come up and out of that situation. And he's propelling you forward. He's the God that's going to catapult you forward. And ejecting from God means he's pulling you out. And you thought it was a rejection of man. You thought men rejected you. God says, no, men did not reject. They may were, maybe they were trying. Maybe they were, but it was me that got you out of that. I was ejecting you out of that situation because that situation was death to the vision that I've given you. And you all have vision. You all have vision. Say, I have vision from the Lord. And I'm not going to allow a circumstance, some kind of a trial to rob me of the vision God's given me. Because the glory of the latter, which is right now, right here. Those latter days are going to be way, way, far, far greater. Right? Amen? Than the former. So stand to your feet. Amen. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Father, I thank you, Lord God. All that we have, Lord, we know we, it comes from you. Well, we just want to give it back to you, God. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you, Lord God, for hope that is arising within each and every person in this room right now. I thank you that you've called them. I thank you that they are anointed and appointed to do the will of God.
And Lord, even as the word went forth today, Lord, I thank you. They are anointed, which means the, the yoke that tries to come upon them, they have access to break it. They have access themselves to break any stronghold because the anointing will break that yoke. And they are anointed of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that every place, wherever there may have been discouragement right now, we just take authority. We cancel it in Jesus' name. We know the enemy may try to discourage. Father, we know, Lord God, that he, his word, your word says that he's like a, a roaring lion. But we also know, Jesus, you are the conquering king. He may be the roaring lion, but you're the conquering king. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are the lion, the tribe of Judah. And with praise, we shall go forth. And with praise, Lord Lord God, every obstacle in our way is being removed right now. Right now. Faith arise within them. Faith arise in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm.